Jeffrey Dahmer soaking blood The Unabomber blowing up Waco, Texas and Heaven's Gates Alien modified men from apes Hitler faked his death and then escaped Bigfoot and the Mothman Son of Sam talking to dogs again Witches, ghosts and goblins Mysterious noise and hot dings Dark arts and the skull and bones Most celebrities are probably cloned So when you're feeling all alone Grab a beer and get stoned I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew We're here to entertain you What's going on, everybody? Everybody out there? What's what's happening? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Strange Brew. I am Tomcat, and who else do I have on this kooky, spooky podcast? Well, it seems only appropriate that today I go by Dr. Reverend Dr. Kaiju Diggit. So, uh, Reverend Kaiju to all you out there, sweet listeners and listener land. <laughs> so, welcome. Welcome to Attack by Monsters. So we're going to get into a fun episode. This shall be a lot of fun. So um, I got a little bit of oil for this episode. I got my shirt on that says, are we there yet? And it's got aliens with the kids in the vats of whatever the fuck they're in. And uh, I made myself. uh, Oh, yeah. Cthulhu shirt, the one that I chose not to wear for the uh, Lovecraft episode. Juan and I did. So you got Cthulhu on that bitch. Yeah, it's stained glass Cthulhu. It says uh, HPL. It's pretty awesome. So, and then I have made myself my own iced coffee and I put whiskey and um, a little bit of Bailey's and then coffee and uh, I haven't ate yet. So we'll see how this makes me feel. Oh man, that looks good. I did eat and I had a, uh, I had a monster sized salad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see myself out. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this will be interesting. Um, you're taking a dry weekend. I know that, um, See, yes, uh, only herb for me. So let's break up the uh, the Cthulhu pipe. Yeah, hit it up. I'll take a hit of my uh, my oil pen. Get that herb nice, yes. nice in my lungs. Resume. <laughs> all right, all you out in listener land, I encourage you to do the same if you can and yes. uh, enjoy this this uh, wild, wacky, and monstrous episode with us. Smoke uh, Bob Marley toe. <clears throat> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Uh, he didn't have toe cancer. They killed him. Um, so we'll we'll get into uh, this crazy episode. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming out of the pipe. And considering, um, you know, our our logo has changed uh, for all the fans that have seen that. Um, that's all coming on merch. It's going to be all over the merch site. So go www.strangerpodcast.com and uh, definitely check out that because uh, there's going. I bet you there's a lot of people that enjoy that, and that's why we're probably going to smoke a little more on it because now we have an alien smoking us out of a bong. Smoky Toki. We're gonna get extra cringe, folks. We're gonna we're gonna yes. be forgetting words and saying uh a lot. a lot. I'll try to edit it out of the audio though. Um uh, so yeah, for I'm, all you Twitch and Patreon people though, you get access to the sweet, sweet way that the sausage is made. Yes, and um everyone on Patreon, uh remember if you're if you're a fan of this and you want to support us, it is three dollars a month, ww.patreon.com slash strange podcast. We actually have a lot of stuff coming. For all the people that came in and we kind of were lacking for a couple months, we actually have a lot. We have an episode coming out um actually about different monsters near Anton. Uh we have mm-hmm. lost tapes episodes coming out of stuff that has been forgotten and deleted and erased from the annals of history, except for on Patreon. The uh, archives will be opened. Yes. The floodgate released. As the doom will come your way. <laughs> so I was saying to Anton before I started this, I've been streaming a little bit on Twitch playing horror games as he does. And mm-hmm. um, I'm playing at dead of night, which I want Anton to get into. But I'm going to take this whole game, cut out the dry mm-hmm. stuff, keep all the funny shit, because I literally jump out of my chair. You're in a shining set hotel kind of like – it's kind of like The Shining. You're trying to figure out why these ghosts died. Meanwhile, this guy that may have killed the people that are now ghosts, Jimmy, walks around and hunts you. But it's very realistic, and they filmed it with real people and then spliced everything in. it is a pretty incredible and realistic game today when i was streaming it just quickly before i jumped on friday the 13th i fucking got so scared i hit the mic into my teeth oof didn't yes. get a fat lip or nothing did you no i almost felt like i did at the bottom but it fucking hurt i was like fuck well at least i got that in stream there's some content for you i only played for 15 minutes and then someone's like come on and play friday the 13th so everything's gonna be spliced up for me playing that game because you only have about a week on twitch to watch it and mm-hmm. it is a crazy fun game i think the fans will enjoy watching me get scared literally shitless um so it's gonna come out in probably three parts all together on patreon so make sure to check that out 
Do it up. Are you also, we got a, we got a good handful of our uh, our Twitch stuff up there uh, on the yes. Patreon. Our ghost phasmophobia. Time, uh, we have devour. Times. So I'm going to try to eventually get it where I can splice. I want to figure out how to put me and Anton's cameras in at the same time, or we're going to do it where we splice half of my stream, half of his stream, so you kind of see both of us and our reactions. Yeah, any listeners out there, if you're uh, versed in that sort of shit, send one of us a DM. And uh, yes, let me know how you, know, you would do that. Your brain, how we would splice two cameras together for, especially when streaming, because I think that would be hilarious. And of course, who do we have in the chat? <laughs> Who's hanging out in chat right uh, now? I wonder who. Um, so let's get into it. We're talking about attack by monsters. <laughs> Alive. It's alive. It's alive. One of my favorite fucking movies. Blood on the Roots. He's going to be very popular. Uh, I fucking absolutely love that movie. If you've never seen Young Frankenstein, it is probably one of my most favorite comedic horror movies. Um, well, Tom, Tom, it's Frankenstein. Fr- yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> yes, exactly. You also say Froderick. No, Frederick. <laughs> Why isn't it Froderick? I love Marty, uh, Marty, what's his name? Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. Amazing movie. For the people who haven't seen it, like, we're going to be starting another thing for Patreon. Um, you know, that's why if you keep, uh, living the strange life and helping us support and keeping the world strange, we have a bunch of Unreal Review episodes coming up where we discuss, um, our views on certain movies, especially we're actually going to start, uh, with, of course, the OG, what what uh, birthed this podcast? We will the first episode we'll be talking about, which may go to the main show, so people actually see um, or see here uh, what the episodes are going to sound like on Patreon, and we're going to do Strange Brew. The Hell very yeah, first, one. the OG, the one that started it all. So we'll be getting into that, and then um, we're going to do our purely our reviews and talk shit about certain movies what we think of them what the positives are what the negatives are for horror movies especially but also stoner comedies stuff like that um and then anton is gonna start a project pretty soon with his buddy and i will be on there and um we're essentially gonna do it through probably Hosehead's production so there'll be essentially two podcasts on our network and then three if you really include strange ones but explain what mm-hmm. that's gonna be like so it's going to be uh, Dr. Kaiju's Hour of Trash. Uh, we're going to go Hour of Slack style, and uh, Hour is not a uh, defining term. It could be yeah. 45 minutes to three hours if we go off for that long. But uh, it's just going to be primarily horror movies, garbage movies, and below. We ain't we ain't talking about no Oscar-winning bullshit. We're not talking about no epics. None of that. Yeah. Uh, we might get into a couple older ones that are pretty solid, but they're also lesser known. But it's just going to be a fun, uh, you know, not, not a little a little sidebar from all of our stuff, not like political or, or no, conspiracy. No. That will be in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but focus primarily on movies and and which ones that we love and which ones that we hate, and you know, I'm excited. Just, uh, opinions, more more glorious, yeah. <laughs> shining, wonderful opinions that you all know and love and have come to expect at this point. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about people getting attacked by monsters. So, from zombies and werewolves and even vampires. Here are some weird-ass strange stories of real-life attacks by people or creatures purported to be real monsters. While there are no reasonable explanations for many of these stories, it's not so difficult to speculate that some of these might have genuine supernatural origins. Others, however, demonstrate how disturbed minds can distort reality, causing them to inflict harm on others. Very true. The real life monsters, the yes. monsters that are the darkest, which are the ones that are the most. <coughs> Trust and <in> true. <laughs> um, no, he's a reptile. He's not a human. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, do you, would, th- would this motherfucker classify as a monster? Hi. Cookie. Bye bye. Absolutely, because without the cookies, he is just a monster. Yeah, and the cookies are a euphemism for child buttholes. He's oh Michael Jackson. Lord. Do you think he's part of the royal family? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's pro- he's probably like now that um uh, now that uh fucking uh, Jimmy Savile uh, Saval or Seville or however you want to pronounce the name. Now that Jimmy Seville's dead, um, Cookie Monster gets all the kids. <laughs> he lures them in with his cookies. Jesus Christ! <laughs> a vampire causes an, a car accident. No, he did not. Really? 
<laughs> According to a Colorado woman, she was forced off the road while driving home. She saw a vampire standing in the middle of the road. It's Robert Patterson, and he's glowing, and she's coming your fucking pants. Oh, oh, Robert, you glowing. Oh, what do you what do you do, ever listeners out there? If you see Edward Cullen standing in the road, so shimmering in front of you, you accelerate. Yes, you accelerate. Say what you want. Getting back to the vampire in the road, eh? (laughs) So when the police arrived on the scenes, the offending Nosferatu had vanished. The police did not suspect any alcohol or drugs were involved, though there was evidence the woman was not on her prescribed medication. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she wasn't. One small boy interviewed by the local news said, I don't believe she saw a vampire. While a local teenage girl added, that would be really cool. I hope that's the case. <laughs> I, I saw a werewolf and, and it winked at me and it gave me a candy bar. And then I said, you're a nice werewolf. And they said, I am an Armenian woman. Please leave me alone. <laughs> um, perhaps the woman uh, woman's reality was distorted due to the lack of medication. But even sh- still... What she did see that, what did she see that one terrifying night? Mm. Um, I'm willing to bet it was just Robert Pattinson stumbling drunk through the road. Yeah, I know. Let's get it, get it. Let's get it going. All right. So for this one, we are going to go to Kentucky. And all you, uh, your, you hell your fans out there might know this one. Kentucky, want to fuck me? <laughs> the Kelly Hopkins, Hopkinsville encounter. Bro. So on <laughs> me and Billy did an entire episode about this case. We are not doing this one then. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't you remember the guy that I the, do remember Billy but was, Billy yeah, Ray? I, I, Billy I, I, Ray, and he comes down and he tries to shoot the monster. <laughs> Billy Ray, can you get the fuck out of the way? This monster's trying to rape me. <laughs> All right. So for this Somebody's one, we go back a to World War One. Perhaps the strangest story of World War One allegedly occurred on April thirtieth, nineteen eighteen. According to unknown explorers, a British patrol boat <laughs> off the coast of Ireland spotted a German submarine. You didn't say it right. It's, it's Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. Expecting a battle, the Brits attacked, but the U-boat did not return fire. Weirder still, the Germans willingly surrendered. The British were puzzled by the situation until the German commander, Captain Gunther Kretsch, explained why he was so willing to give up. I guess Tom's playing with his moon. <laughs> According to the tale, Kretsch surfaced so the sub could recharge its batteries. But as the Germans floated atop the water, a massive sea monster crawled up the side of the ship. Kretsch said the creature had gigantic eyes, devilish horns, and an impressive set of knife-like teeth. Impressive set of nice tits. <laughs> <laughs> and impre- it was fucking stacked. <laughs> I just I, – I rubbed one out at the porthole. I did. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I jerked off to those fucking tits on that sea monster because they were marvelous. Marvelous. <laughs> then attacked the forward mount gun, latching on with its mouth in an attempt to rip the ship apart. Horrified, the Germans began firing, but the creature was dead set on having a U-boat for dinner. As it gnawed at- <laughs> I thought it was a pizza log. As it gnawed away, the monster began twisting the submarine upside down. Moments away from sinking beneath the waves, the sailors unloaded their guns, Ah! finally finally forcing the horned beast to retreat into the sea. Unfortunately, the submarine was too damaged to dive, but before the nightmare could return, the British arrived. That rhymed. Of course, not everyone believes this story. As skeptics have pointed out, the British commander made no mention of a sea monster in his official report. That's because they are monsters. They're reptiles, goddammit. I'm kidding. We love you in Britain. We love you. Uh, but your leaders are reptiles. Yes. There's also no physical evidence because the Brits, al- Brits allegedly sent the ship to the bottom of the sea because it was a German ship. Like you of do. Course. But believers hope that one day someone will recover the U-boat and prove that a hungry monsters really are lurking in the ocean depths. Oh, shit. Oh, All right. Ready for this? Back to you, Tom. A self-proclaimed vampire mauls an elderly man. (laughs) Really on vampires on this one, aren't we? I know. Milton Ellis is an older, wheelchair-bound man. (laughs) Gentleman. Of course, he's from St. Petersburg, 
Florida. Oh, I thought you were going to say St. Petersburg, Russia. No, inappropriate at this time. I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, so one evening in 2011, he encountered 22-year-old Josephine Smith on the streets while walking home. The, stu- the two started talking and seemed to hit it off. So when it started pouring, they took shelter together on the porch of a, uh, a vacant Hooters. <laughs> so, so, so fucking strange. As all Hooters should be. They should all be vacant. Yes. Ah, oh, man. I've only been to Hooters like twice when I was a kid. Dude, what is the point? Is, is Hooters just a, uh, a free strip club? Yeah. Is it no, where you go when like, you're a teenager and you can't go to a titty bar? Like, what's like, the deal? It's just like a sexy, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't even get it. I've been you, there. You I just get, don't get it. You get short shorts and, and good looking chicks with your food. It's very sexist, to be honest. I think it is. Super sexist. I yeah. think if it, if they want to be progressive, they should, uh, get a bunch of men in there that are ripped and just have them wearing really short shorts. And then men can get uncomfortable. And the same way that women are when they're her boyfriends, like we, I want to go to Hooters this weekend. She's like, well, why you always want to go there on Saturdays. It's like, no, it's just, it's just my place. I really like the chicken wings. Is that why is that, do you really like the chicken wings? Is that really why? <laughs> okay. Listen, if you open a restaurant, that's just nothing but a bunch of super ripped dudes in hot pants. I'm, I'm eating there every day. You're going to have a boner while you eat. What? The, the, all the tables will be see-through so everyone can see each other's boners. No, I'll wear appropriate pants. It's fine. <laughs> so Ellis fell asleep while waiting for the rain to stop. He woke up to find Smith on his lap. This is getting very uh, creepy. When he asked what she was doing, she replied, I'm a vampire. I'm going to eat you. She then proceeded to bite him in various places, including his oh, arm. His yeah, his arm and his lips and broke enough skin that he was left bloody. Have you ever heard of that fetish where people think they drink blood and they all that shit? You ever heard of that shit? Where you where you suck blood through someone's skin? Or are you like I've known people that actually had uh sanguination fetishes. Is that what it's called? That, yeah, I, I that might be what it's called, but I know sangu- exsanguination means when you drain something of blood. No, I I I, suppo- I knew a dude back in the day when I was like a fucking emo kid and he supposedly like like was turned on by blood. I've said that story before. It's just strange to me. I was like, all right. Buddy. As long as it's consensual and y'all aren't seriously hurting each other, then, you know, fucking have at. He was a weird kid. He's a kid that um, he pierced his own dick. Yeah. And when he was like, when he was like you, 13, 14, this kid was like beyond emo where I'm like, let's step away from this kid. He's like, I like to, he liked to cut his wrist and like fucking play with his blood. And I'm like, all right, this is why are you tell me this shit, man. We're like fucking little kids. <laughs> <laughs> We probably needed somebody to talk to. So Alice struggled and eventually escaped, made it to a phone and called the police. Yo, there's a bitch biting on my lips. She said she's a vampire. He was rushed to the hospital and was treated with stitches. She bit him hard enough. This bitch is delusional for sure. Mm-hmm. The police found Smith when they arrived at the scene. She was half naked and covered in blood. According to her, she had no memory of the events. She was arrested and was held on bail for 50000 dollars holy fuck i wonder how old this chick was because that's fucking that's, what I'm crazy. that's a lot of money so nuts and you know like this you know there's the ideas of um what's that guy's peter peter something with the guy that believed that he was uh he was a werewolf me and billy talked about the werewolf episode peter schnuffis or something some stupid name um and he believed he was yeah, a Peter yeah and he believed he was like a werewolf and like fucking you know he just he thought he changed every night um i want to hear a stupid stupid story always when I was, <laughs> when I was like, I don't know, Ted or something. This is kind of embarrassing. Me and my buddy, like we, when we watched some werewolf movie or some shit, I can't remember which one. It could have been fucking ginger snaps or it could have been, I think it would have made sense if it was more of a man one. And like, we both had like big canine teeth on the bottom. Right. And we believed we were like vampires. So we were like joking around. We used to play. Like we used to pretend we were in Lord of the Rings. I was like eight, nine, ten. We're like, Lord of the Rings. Every time we saw a movie, we'd like act it out. And my cousin was over and me and my buddy Austin were like, we're werewolves. We change in the night looking at my teeth. And we do like these facial expressions. And my cousin was like, you guys aren't werewolves. What are you fucking talking about? And this is so embarrassing. So um, stupid. There's a reason we're friends. So fucking so I was a strange kid. Just like when I was playing um at Dead of Night, which everyone will see on the stream, I left that part in, where there's these uh he finds uh you find the this picture and it looks like um 
a little boy's drawing of very bloody events, like cut off limbs and shit. And I was on the stream and I was like, Oh, Trent and Trent, my brother uh, was on the stream. I was like, do you remember my drawings? And my brother was like, Oh yeah. When I was a kid, um, I was always into horror movies, always into right. vampires and Frankenstein, all that stuff. So I, ha- I remember, I specifically remember one drawing. I still might have it. And there's like, and it was after I think I saw um, vampires. My mom would watch vampire movies with me and stuff like that. She enjoyed it. Um, talking John Carpenter's vampires or James Woods. Yes, it might have been that one or a newer one, like Vampire 2000. I think it might have been that one. Remember that film? Dracula 2000. Yes. It's the one that has Hyde from that 70s show, yeah. I believe. So I had this picture. And it's drawn the same way as these pictures in the game where it's like almost like squared bodies, but there's blood everywhere. And there's a vampire standing mm-hmm. with a sword up in the air. And then there's just cut off limbs all everywhere, like a battlefield all around him. And I was like 10 nice. when I drew that. Hey, man, it's creativity. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was definitely a strange one. You so, know what you know, and if you watch a bunch of horror movies back then, then that's what you know. I know, it's true. Smith appeared in new, uh, the news again in 2015 when she babbled to the authorities about vampirism following her arrest for allegedly stabbing her boyfriend with a fucking pair of scissors, okay? Nice. What the fuck, man? So crazy. These people are fucking, obviously. I just feel like these are the people that are on, like, um, psychotopic drugs, like the guy that shot the Batman movie theater. Yeah, he was on really weird, like, and we shouldn't even say, like, I mean, we should say drugs, but, like, pharmaceutical level. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. He changed. Uh, We'll talk about that. I know you want to specifically get into that episode, so that's, uh, that will be coming eventually from us. Yeah, I. So before anyone else fucking does it, anyone else does it, this is a mark on this date that we're fucking eventually going to do this stuff, and then we'll have someone steal our ideas. Oh, I mean, it's been done. It's been done. So people have definitely covered the uh, the James Holmes Aurora theater shit yeah. already, but we'll let's, do it different and we'll yes, do it better, better in our own way. More cringy, bitch. All right, let's go. Better, <laughs> bitch. Okay, we're going to go down to Virginia. Yahoo! Have you ever All seen right. that video, my favorite video ever, with the guy, he's interviewing the dude in the street and the guy's really stone, and he's like... Um, He's like, can you sing that song? And he's like, uh, what song for Virginia? Have, uh, have you ever seen this guy wearing like a toque and he's definitely like mushrooms or something? You ever no. seen that video? And then he gets like, no. he's like, finish this song. He's like, homie in Virginia. Oh, it's fucking funny. I have to show you this shit. This yes, guy's like do. super high and it's the funniest, one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Is that a word? Funniest? More funny. It's hilarious. You know what it is? It's the cringiest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Virginia probably isn't the first place you'd expect to find a pack of killer primates. But according to some witnesses, the state is crawling with murderous monkeys. Locals <laughs> call these creatures devil monkeys. They resemble giant baboons, albeit with long canine snouts. You got the big red ass, big juicy red ass, a big juicy mandrel ass. Like and they got them big ass. old sagging orangutan titties, oh, ew, but then they got like saber tooth style, like oh yeah, because they have big bangs. ass teeth. You know, orangutan titties just lick them. <laughs> Put it in the full nest and lick them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, can allegedly reach up to heights of six feet, but they're usually about four feet. So with their red eyes, sharp claws, and ultra aggressive attitudes, it should come as no surprise that devil monkeys don't get along with their human neighbors. According to a woman named Pauline Boyd, her parents were driving near Saltville, Virginia, when they were suddenly attacked by a powerful creature. The Boyd couple described the monster as having light, taffy-colored hair with a white blaze down its neck and underbelly. The creature was running on its back two legs, and the Boyds frantically tried to drive away. The devil monkey slashed at the vehicle, leaving three massive scratch marks on the side of the car. Oh, shit. A few days later, the devil monkey returned. Two nurses were driving around the same area near Saltville when the monster pounced on their car and tore off the convertible roof. As you can imagine, the nurses were terrified. But they managed to escape with their lives. Since then, the devil monkeys have been seen multiple times throughout the years, hopping across roads, vanishing into trees, and stealing fruit from people's oh, yards. shit. Crazy. This crazy devil monkey, man. Monkey! All right. Uh, this is interesting. So this is... Uh, Werewolf of Texas. So a photo surfaced on the internet of a bloody hand holding a decapitated dog's head. It was traced to Saver, uh, Sarah Wolfie Blackheart Rodriguez. What a name. Sarah 
Wolfie Blackheart Rodriguez. Um, give me a second and I'll show is you. Is that a double hyphenate? So we're like, was she born a hyphenate and then became another hyphenate after being married? Speaking about, um, about emo people, you want to see what a picture of this chick looks like? Yes. Holy scene, kid, Batman. I know. Literally, this chick is so emo. Here's another one. It literally looks like the friends I used to have when I was 14. Oh, I, yeah. Yep, tons of friends that like that. I was, I was one of those people, but not that skinny. Tons of friends like that. Crazy. All right. I didn't have the bangs, though. No. I had I, longish. No, I had the big. So when I was super emo, um, Chelsea has photos of me on her old computer, and I need her to dig them up. Because it's fucked how emo I was. I wore makeup. I've said this before. I got kicked out of high school for wearing makeup. Um, I said on the the stream, uh, the I think it was the it was Valentine's Day stream. I went into detail about that. Uh, yeah, yes, you did. So yeah, for everyone that that misses the streams, like li- pay attention to the Instagram and stuff like that because we do live streams around certain holidays. There will be. Um, one actually before this you can check out because i'm at this time i think the time this releases it will be after saint patty's day so we're doing one for saint patty's day so you'll be able to check that out on youtube eventually they'll all be transferred to patreon uh when i decide i want to do that and they'll be exclusively for patreon after they're released mm-hmm. um but i guess it's better for wearing makeup and stuff like that but chelsea has a fo- photos of me but i used to have like black hair with like pink in it and then i would do the whole spike it at the back It'd be spiked oh about God. the back with oh it's crazy and scene kid hair was karen hair before karen hair was a thing it was just it, i don't understand like it, it you see a couple of goth kids nowadays at the time when i grew up uh, around 2003 4 and 5 kids i know goth kids are different but i'm saying listen to this that there was there in that time of like you know 2002 to 2005 or 6 it was mm-hmm. so popular everyone mm-hmm. dressed kind of punk or kind of scene like almost everyone i knew it was just a, it was a fad. Everyone's wearing cut off gloves and spike bracelets. And see, we were all right before that. So I feel like we were the ones that kind of spawned that shit. Yeah. Cause we were, we were attempting to be goth when goth was only a thing in the eighties. Hawthorne Heights, you all these bands that influenced all this shit. So I was thinking more like along black the lines of like the cradle of filth years, yes. all the black metal shit and yeah. stuff like that. And then spawn this very depressing. Like I'm going to douse myself in gasoline. If this girl does not give me her number. I was, yeah, I was much more like reading Sandman and the Crow and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and H.P. Lovecraft and Poe yeah. and so this you know, the, listening to sad sack shit too. This but. bloody hand holding decapitated dog head, the photo that circulated around the internet, it was traced back to the Sarah Wolfie Blackheart Rodriguez. Sarah Wolf, Sarah Wolfie Blackheart Rodriguez. Um, Say it six more times, but faster each I time. Fuck that. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it did look like me when I was twelve. Um, when so, and she was, uh, she was a local teen wolf. And this is what these emo kids do. They, you know, and then this, uh, when I was pretending to be a werewolf, I was like nine or 10. I wasn't, uh, I was just having fun pretending to be things. I wasn't emo kid. I was just a fat kid with the fucking shag hair. Um, or I, I think by at eight or nine, I had a bowl cut, but the top was blonde and underneath was fucking, I got to find these pictures. That's amazing. Uh, it's in one school photo. I think I was like eight or nine and it looks ridiculous. And, um, so I guess she was in San Antonio area and the alpha of the pack, um, this pack of emo kids, I guess, when confronted about the picture, she insisted that a friend found the dead dog and brought it to her. That's fucking weird. Given she counted, uh, she did count taxidermy among one of her hobbies. Forensic analysis of the deceased dog had confirmed her story to be true. According to Rodriguez, she w- would never hurt another dog. I would never kill a canine. I am a canine is what she said. I would never hurt a canine. I am a canine. So strange. So the kids were not evil, but as one pack member states, they're just trying to live their lives. Yeah, just morbid kids doing morbid shit. That's fine. It's a it's a thing. I mean, it, it, it sounds like they're you know those kids are generally the ones that are vegetarians and aren't really into no. anything that's like I don't, I don't want to get violent, but I'm really into dead stuff. I really do like hurting myself though. It makes me feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel something. So for this one, here's a little snippet that we may go into the full story much later down the line, or you know maybe closer to, than later down the line. But this is the Enfield Horror, not to be confused with the Enfield Poltergeist, which will be coming up. I do have that written out. So 
for everybody. Yeah, Enfield Poltergeist, I believe, is Enfield, England somewhere, and this is in Illinois. Yes, totally different, but it's funny how they both have Enfield in it. Two different fucking sides of the pond. That's yes. because when settlers came to America, Tom, they were not original. Yeah, I know. I live in a place called Paris. I live in, and there's London, Ontario. There's yep. we, we rip up everybody's names. So Greg Garrett was an average kid from Enfield, Illinois. But on April 25th, 1973, he was attacked by a not-so-average monster. Garrett describes the creature as having three legs, red eyes, and slimy gray skin. Even worse... It hated his shoes. Those shoes are tacky, <laughs> bitch. Take them the fuck off. Let's get some Walk shoes. Home. Let's Walk get your some ass shoes. home, boy. I wish I had that sound clip. Let's get some shoes. Oh my god! Fuck shoes. yeah! What's that part where she's like, he's like, rule. not that one. These shoes suck. These shoes suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> These shoes are three hundred fucking dollars. Let's get them. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, go on YouTube and just type in shoes. At the time when I was super Ellie. emo. This is this is when this kind of came out mm-hmm. when YouTube first started and it's fucking she has another one called Muffins. It's very stupid. It's just, this trans I'm big with muffins as best it says I can. <laughs> Before trans was a big thing, it, it was CD. Was it not cross dressing kind of to an extent? No, this is this uh, Kelly is much more in the style of of British comedy where men just yeah. dress up in, in non traditional gender clothes like, um, like Monty Python did, Benny Hill did, all of them. Did, um, what's that uh, other guy? Um, Oh, he always wears makeup. He's a really, really funny comedian. Liz, no, not Liz. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard, yes, that's what I was saying. But Eddie Izzard is actually, tra- I believe Eddie Izzard identifies as trans now. Yeah. But back in the day, I've, I self-identified as TV, which is transvestite. Yeah, I uh, Eddie Izzard is a smart dude. Uh, Dress to Kill, I have almost all of it yeah. memorized still. That was one of my favorite things when I was uh, Eddie Izzard is a smart something. <laughs> Just joking. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> The monster started stomping at Garrett's feet, tearing up the boy's sneakers with its claws. Garrett took <laughs> off screaming, seeking refuge inside his home. But the reign of the Enfield horror was far from over. About 30 minutes later, Henry McDaniel and his children heard something scratching Henry at their McDaniel. house. Hoping it was just a dog, McDaniel opened the do- his, door- his door to find a nearly five-foot-tall thing ah! with saucer-shaped, saucer-shaped eyes. I thought you said saucer-shaped growing out of its chest. No, no. His eyes were saucer shaped. And his, his chest? balls, on the other hand, were sausage shaped. Ew, that would be disgusting. You say the eyes were on his he- his chest? No, he had an extra arm coming out of his chest. Uh, that's not scary at all. <laughs> McDaniel freaked out, grabbed his pistol, and blasted the creature several times to no effect. <laughs> it just hissed like a wildcat and leapt into the woods. Officers later found dog-like footprints in McDaniel's yard, but each track had six toe pads. It also looked like this thing was walking around on three feet. The media quickly picked up on the story, and soon monster hunters were reportedly beast- reporting beastly encounters. Both Ooh. a local radio news director and famed cryptozoologist, Lauren Coleman, claimed to have heard its eerie cry. Then, suddenly, the creature just vanished, and things in Enfield quieted down again. But if you explore the history of the region, you will find that in the 1940s, a similar creature plagued the nearby town of Mount Vernon. Was it the same monster? Will it return? And if it does, will it do more than just stomp on shoes? Let's get some shares. These just roll. They just suck. All right. Man punches zombie at, at a diner at a local Mexico restaurant. Mexico. Nice. In Iowa City, a man was executed. No homes. Hey, fucker. Hey, fucker. I was watching uh, Jamie Candy's stand up. It's from like 2010. He was making so, fun there, of how. There go our uh, Hispanic <laughs> listeners. Um, no, they got Billy. Billy's the whitest Mexican of all time. And uh, his mom was Mexican. Her name is Helena. So, um, smoking up the bow. We gotta represent now that we're our logo is literally a, a, a fucking alien and we're inside of the bong of the alien as he smokes us. So we're super yeah. high. So in Iowa City, a man was accused of approaching a stranger in a line at a local restaurant and punching him in the face while exclaiming that the man was a zombie. He's <laughs> like it's like waiting in line. He looks over. It's some fucking crackhead, methed out dude just wanting to eat something. He's like, yo, it's a fucking zombie! And he fucking punches him. <laughs> I think the dude that punched the dude was probably on meth. Yeah, he punched the, he punched the, uh, he then punched the zombie one more time, breaking his nose. He's like, Jesus Christ, this zombie's pretty vigilant. And he fucking punches him again. 
Oh my God. The man then ran out the back door. Paramedics took the victim to the hospital. His attacker was never fucking caught. This guy just punched a man in the face at a Mexican restaurant and ran away. Dead ass. So crazy, man. So prospector prospectors do battle with an angry band of Bigfoots. This is interesting. So in 1924, an epic battle between gold prospectors and creatures of unknown origin took place in the narrow swath of land of Mount St. Helens in Oregon, now called Ape Canyon. The group consisted of Fred Beck, Gabe Lever, John Peterson, Marin Smith and Smith's son, Roy Smith's. Oh, Marin Smith, his son named Roy. So the report coming across four ape, they reported they came across four ape like creatures all around seven feet in height, covered in long black hair near the cabin. Terrified at the sight of these animals, Beck opened a fire shot of his fucking, his rifle. He shot him. He went pew, 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 pew. So I forgot. Here is uh, the funny thing is I do have this. So I, d- I did have the hiss. My bad. So um, terrified at the sight of these creatures, they opened fire with his rifle, hitting one in the chest three times, wounded the creature, and the creature toppled off a fucking cliff. Like this is like straight out of a movie. The men woke up later that night to the sound of, a, of large stones hammering their cabin. The three surviving animals weren't happy with Beck's slaughter of one of their brethren, and they sought revenge against their attackers. Despite tearing a hole in the cabin's roof, the prospectors managed to survive the night. And when they felt sure the creatures have abandoned their attack, they hightailed it off to the mountain and reported their encounter to local law enforcement. Fucking intense, bro. And I'm not talking about where you came. Yes. So, word spread... Uh, prompting the U.S. Forest Service to investigate the matter. Unfortunately, deemed the prospector's tale to be a hoax, but they didn't stop the public interest in the phenomenon. So as well as similar stories emerging from Oregon, Oregon, uh, I know you hate how I pronounce stuff, um, everybody. So uh, the Oregon wilderness, given the rise to the modern legend of Bigfoot as we know it so well. So there's there's so many reports of Bigfoot, and that's just another one. (laughs) I have another one, too. Really? All right, let's get into another Bigfoot story. I have two more Bigfoot ones, actually, but... Tom's touching his ball, everyone. All right, let's do it. (laughs) This very bizarre account begins in 1855 in the region of the present U.S. states of Oklahoma and Arkansas. Oh, God, the cousin fucking states. nation of Native Americans once ruled over all they saw. In this year, there was an apparent scourge of unseen bandits venturing forth from the wilderness to steal vegetables and even livestock. This was no big deal until it gradually progressed into kidnapping children of the tribe. Of course. That provoked a swift and violent reaction. So a search party was formed composed of a group of very large warriors referred to as the Light Horsemen, the biggest of whom was the towering Hamas Tubi and his six sons. Hamas Tubi or Tubi, Tubi not. Hamas Tubi, my name's Hamas Tubi. <laughs> so they were all reported to be about seven feet or more in height, big motherfucking dudes. Or the same as this, the same fucking goes. creatures. They just survived longer. They fucked each other because they fucked each other's cousins, and that's and now this is them, um, or that was them later on. Now this is them when they first emerged. Okay, puzzle pieces. So the uh, the search party was consisted of the the eight tubies, thirty <laughs> other very large Indians, and uh, oh, the a, uh, the Native Americans were that big. You want me to get the fucking picture down? So then, was oh, it was yeah. was it the Bigfoots? It was the, it was the Native no, Americans. No, this is the tribe. This is the tribe of the. They Choctaw were seven were, feet tall. They're seven feet tall. Well, yeah. So the the dad and the brothers were seven feet tall. A bunch of indigenous uh, Yao Mings, I guess. The Tubies. Well, I mean, to be or not to be. All right. <laughs> so, so so those eight Choctaw warriors and thirty other warriors uh, were led by a part French, part Choctaw general by the name of Josh Lafleur. Oh Josh my Lafleur. god! All right, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> they they headed out into the wilderness early in the morning from the tribal capital in Tuscaloma, 
I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. They had high-powered rifles and pistols and a thirst for blood and revenge. These proud warriors no doubt thought that it would be a simple matter of grabbing the bandits and ex- uh, exerting their justice upon them. Ooh, their justice. The warriors entered deep into the region, which is now known as the McCurtain County Wilderness, which is in present-day Oklahoma. After eight hours of nonstop riding through the blazing June sun, they arrived at a, a spot near the Clover River to rest, eat, and recharge. They remounted, watered their horses, and continued on the last leg of their tiring journey. After nearly 14 hours of nonstop travel, the men reached the area where the bandits were said to be, and it was here that LaFleur gave the order to halt. Halt! He pulled out a crude telescope, peered off into the distance, the men talked amongst themselves, and the horses just did their horsey things. Wait, what is, what is, um, uh, what do you, what do you say about the telescope? A crude telescope? Yeah, so like, it's a rolled up newspaper? It's a rolled up newspaper. Yep, with two pieces of cellophane, which I didn't know that they had back then, but apparently they had cling wrap, Ziploc bags, and all sorts of shit. Uh, It's a hollowed out fucking stick, and he's like... The bloodthirsty warriors mounted their horses and charged towards the crowd of what they assumed were bandits. Their powerful drive forward was soon brought to a halt when the smell of death and decay became overwhelming and made the horses buck several of the riders. They rolled on the ground, coughing, hacking, and the smell was just that awful. That's disgusting. Some of the warriors, however, including the Tubies and LaFleur himself, were able to manage to control their animals and kept running through riding through the stink towards the bandits. As they reached the center of the source, the the smell had dissipated. But there in the center, they found what was described as some sort of earthen mound that had embedded within it and strewn about it numerous corpses, varying levels of decomposition. There was no sign of human bandits, but nearby were three enormous ape-like creatures covered with hair. They were so tall that they stashed even the biggest of the Tubi warriors. They did not appear to be afraid, not in the least. What happened next was just as dramatic and over-the-top as any action movie. LaFleur charged the strange beasts, pistol and saber in hand, and howling the whole time. One of the creatures stepped forward and bitch-slapped that horse. (laughs) breaking its neck wow. and knocking the floor to the ground. LaFleur Chance. sprung back up like a true warrior, chased after the creatures, but had his head ripped clean off by one of the creatures. Holy fuck. Ah! This all happened before any of the other warriors had a chance to even react. Upon seeing their general decapitated by a barehanded ape and th- thrown to the ground, they fired their bullets and killed all but one of them. <laughs> One of the Tubi warriors is reported to even have chopped the head off of a living creature with his bare hands <laughs> and a hunting knife. That sounds fun. In the aftermath, it was simply a few scattered native warriors ready for the next attack. The attack never came, so they got to the, the tedious work of burying the bodies. There were at least 19 children amongst the bodies. Wow. And the bodies of the beasts were burnt onto a bonfire. You know why the, you know what the word bonfire comes from, right? Do you know that, right? No. Bone fire. They were they, okay. they used to sacrifice yeah. people. Makes sense. How skull comes from skull. Yeah, so weird. Alright. This one's fucked. Let's get into it. That one was pretty intense, man. Literally. Yeah, it was pretty good. Battle a battle of the Bigfoots. We got two yeah, battles of Bigfoots go, and, oh, and yeah. Go ahead, sorry. We have two we had one battle of Bigfoot. Or nobody believed them, but this sounds like these these indigenous people really battled out with some creatures. Yeah, some big ass warriors too managed to off three of them. But that dude getting his head clean ripped off and his horse bitch slapped to death was. Are they sure it wasn't like wrong turn like Arkansas cousin fuckers that just breeded for too many too many generations? Did you ever see Bone Tomahawk? So yeah, I know what it is. I haven't seen it though. The uh, the cannibalistic native tribe. No, I have to check that out. With uh, um, I've heard I've heard good things. So it's very slow, but then when it gets to the actual battle scenes, it's fucking brutal. Is that is that Paris Hilton horror movie Repo something any good? Repo the genetic opera is fantastic. Bill Mosley is in it, and you get to watch Paris Hilton's face fall off. 
Okay, the guy that um, he, you know, if I, he wanted me to get my um, trucking license so I could help him um, move cars. He works on movie sets. He's worked on Hands Maiden's Tale. He's like, I'm a girlfriend's dad's friend. And that's the movie. I asked him if he ever worked on any horror movies. And that's the one he said he worked on. He's like the one with Paris Hilton and stuff like that. So he's worked on movie sets and I've, I've never seen it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll have to give it a watch because he helped. Uh, he gets the cars for movie sets and stuff like that. And he was, he was all drunk showing us pictures and stuff it was pretty cool of him with um um what's the guy what's that uh give me the best the best the best the best of you dave Grohl. yeah he hung out with dave Grohl. and cool. yeah kind of kind of crazy eh be kind of that's nuts it would be kind of cool to hang out with dave Grohl. honestly he I, I have different opinions on him sometimes but you know what i like some of the music I, uh, I, that reminds me of that one meme that was floating around the, wait, the dude from Foo Fighters looks an awful lot like the drummer from Nirvana. Like, yeah, no fucking, <laughs> no shit. fucking shit. So let's talk about a police officer, um, encounters a wicked witch. Ooh. So in uh, Gal- Galapu, <laughs> I, I had the, um, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. In Guadalupe, new, uh, what's NL, Mexico? NL. Is that, what's, I actually, I have no idea. That thing is so trippy, man. Where'd you get that shit from? Where'd this? You, yeah. This was a uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. What? Bath & Body Works uh, Halloween exclusive from like four years ago. Really? Holy shit. Yeah, dude. That's fucking trippy as shit. I would love that. That's from Bed Bath & Beyond? Wow. No, it's, it's Bath & Body Works. Oh, Bath & Body. The store in the mall. What the fuck? That was so weird. That thing's awesome. Yeah, they do cool Halloween shit. So does Yankee Candle. Yankee Canada. And that's the gayest thing I'll say all day. So, uh, Guadalupe in, uh, New, is it New Mexico? What's NL? No, New Mexico would be NM. What the fuck? NL would be, NL is probably just the abbreviation for a province in Mexico that I don't know. Oh, so Guadalupe, Mexico police officer, Leonardo Sammy Menigoye, uh, whatever. His name is Leonardo. Um, got scared, got the scare of his life. Well, uh, when on, uh, on January 16th, 2004, he encountered a terrifying supernatural entity while patrolling the streets. So Leonardo saw a dark figure, he saw a dark figure drop from a tree, but stopped in midair before touching the ground. That's fucking really strange. So the Nuevo Leon, what Nuevo Leon, the, the way that's where he's, that's where he's from. Nuevo Leon. Okay. Yeah, that's what NL stands for. So the figure slowly turned around. Leonardo turned on his high beams. He stated, It was a woman all dressed up in black that fell from a tree, but she didn't touch the ground. She remained floating for several feet from the ground. I saw her very well, and then she landed softly on the ground and stood there looking at me. She is trying to cover her face from the lights of the car. I think they're bothering her. I could see two black eyes on her, completely blacked out with eyelids. And her skin was very dark brown. She was all dressed up in black with a cloak in a cape. A witch. She seemed very upset by the lights. <laughs> that was my best Mexican accent. That was so. beautiful. Uh, Billy would be proud. <laughs> so at this point, the witch, as Leonardo later described her, flew up onto the car, attempted to, uh, uh, attempted to the right of the car through the car's windshield. She tried to get into the car from the right side of the windshield, which is fucking crazy. Um, trying to grab him, this creepy witch that like she fell from, she was hanging from a tree and then slowly flowed to the ground, proceeds to jump on his car. Then the officer lost consciousness and awoke sometime later to the paramedics attending his condition. Other police officers arrived at the scene, but no evidence of this witch ever surfaced. However, other officers later came forward, claiming they have seen the exact same woman a week before Leonardo's actual encounter. That one's intense, man. I, you remember, you ever seen that video? And I wish I should have played it for the, at least the YouTube. You ever seen that video of that creepy woman on the streets? One of the scariest videos on the internet thing. 
And there's this woman in a dress and she's like walking towards the car and she's like going back and forth. If you've never seen this, I'm going to send it to you. I might have, but you should send it to me so I can watch it just in case. For all the, um, yeah, for all listeners, uh, strange Root podcast on Instagram, I'll throw up on the Instagram page when this website comes out, or this website, when this episode comes out, remind me Anton, cause I'll actually throw that up. Just referencing this. It's what it reminds you of this creepy ass woman. She's like shuffling towards the car and it's frightening. It's extremely scary. That reminds me of another shameless self-promotion for us. Uh, the Twitter will be up and running here soon as well, people. It'll be uh, active once again. Uh, Anton's going to take over the Twitter because I have too many responsibilities with every other fucking page I do between like TikTok, the website, eventually Facebook, what I'm not banned anymore. I got uh, I got like five more hours. So. <laughs> and for our Twitch, our, our not our Twitch followers, but our, our Twitter people, we're going to do a couple episodes as well. Having uh, You can just tweet at us while we're while we're doing the episode. I'll, yeah. I'll send out a tweet a couple, couple days before and let you all know when it's happening. So it's, it's at real strange brew. That's our Twitter, our Twitter. Jesus Christ. Um, so, uh, I got dos more. Dos more. The car, the okay. creepy vampire. She attacked my car. <laughs> so for this one, we have the Jersey devil rampage of 1909. I know oh, I mentioned shit. we were going to do it before and eventually I know we'll do a, a full on. I want to do that devil. sooner than later. Um, I want to go to the Pine Barrens. Like, yes, I, I, so I'm I'm trying to plan some so, sort as long as you know everything works. I'm trying I to plan come. some sort of mini road trip where I can hit the Pine Barrens. I can hit the Flatwood Monster Museum, and I can hit uh, the Mothman in Point Pleasant. How about you then, wait for me to be able to cross the border so I can be free again? That would be amazing, and then wait. we could film it. That's what we would do. And then we talked about this for Patreon. Me and Anto will be filming our adventures when I eventually come down to Buffalo. I want this shit to end. Um, I want to be able to come over the border. You're you're closer to me. Yep. my own mother is so yep same i want to i want to get this get shit going down here so yeah and i i if i would have known like you know what i mean like me we've discussed it and it's now actually on patreon is one of the lost tapes episodes where we've talked about um the jersey devil um, and i think it's the mm-hmm. one i'm thinking of that's on the patreon uh so but i want to get into the actual full case because it is fucked up all of the legends and the sightings and everything yeah So the Jersey Devil is one of the most famous monsters in American folklore. According to legend, it was born to a human mother in 1735. Thanks to a curse, the baby morphed into a horned, winged beast. After, so, for all you you Twitch listeners, there's my little little Jersey Devil. That's cool. Crippy cans. After killing its mom, the (coughs) devil disappeared into the New Jersey Pine Barrens. I've heard altering accounts that it either killed the mom or it didn't kill the mom or she, you know, raised it as her own and just kind of sheltered it. So we'll go into that more in the actual episode. Uh, Since then, the devil has been seen multiple times, most most notably during 1909. Between January 16th and 23rd, the monster was spotted by numerous witnesses in both New Jersey and Philadelphia. People were so scared of the beast that schools were shut down, businesses were closed, and trolley lines allegedly hired armed guards. That's just to get people to and from work. They're so freaked out by this shit. 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 Witnesses described the Jersey Devil in all sorts of crazy ways. Some said it was three feet tall, while others said six. Some said it had a ram's head. Others said it possessed monkey hands. While some claimed it looked like a kangaroo. Everyone agreed it walked on two legs and had leathery wings and a nasty disposition. On January 21st, the devil attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights, New Jersey, frightening the passengers inside. Shortly afterward, it appeared in Philadelphia and supposedly began spitting fire at a frightened housewife. Hours later, the devil... That's him spitting his fire. <laughs> he's, spitting he's, spitting fire. Some, he's spitting some rhymes, bro. He's just dropping fucking mad rhymes on people. <laughs> he was spitting fire! <laughs> The devil land, hours later, the devil landed atop a house in West Collingswood. Firefighters tried to knock it off with a water hose, but that only made the devil mad, who started freestyling even more. <laughs> Wanting revenge, the beast spread his wings and dive-bombed people at the streets. After a shower of stones forced it to retreat, the devil ended up in Camden, where it attacked Mary Sorbinski's dog. Fortunately, Sorbinski saved her poor pet by beating the creature with a broom. <laughs> Jesus. Well, while the devil didn't claim any human lives in 1909, it left quite an impression. And today its legend still looms large over the entire state. Fucking crazy. Well, that's that's going to be at least an hour, an hour and a half episode because it goes pretty deep. Once you start getting into the guts of the story, it's pretty fucked up. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's pretty fucked crazy. up. All right. All right. All right. So the ghost in England. It loves to crash cars. Smashy, smashy. Smashy, smashy. It's a ghost. Uh, it's a ghost that loves um, 
uh, boxcar derbies. Is that what you call it? Derbies? I haven't been doing derbies since I was a kid. Boxcar derbies? Pine car derbies? No, like, like the, derbies. The like a, things? No, where you go to the fair and people crash cars for some reason. Demolition derby. Demol- that's what it is. My brother, my brother loves that shit. Um, I've never been. You ever been? I've seen at least like a never three been or four, to a demo derby. Three or four times. It's always at the the fair that's close to this town I lived in, yeah. and uh, it's very loud. <laughs> of course, you got, I wouldn't go anywhere with an indoor car track and not have headphones. So report. No, it's not indoor. It's outdoor. Still. So uh, reports surfaced in 2002 that a particular area along a remote England road might be haunted by the ghost of a woman who crashed there decades before. That, moreover, this ghost forced other drivers towards the same fate. Though there was no fatalities, a slew of car crashes occurred in the exact same spot on A465 near Bramyard in Herefordshire. Herefordshire? Uh, with all vehicles slamming into farmers fencing and many of these incidents the drivers report feeling as though someone or something took control of their steering wheel forcing them off the road during the investigation of these reports city councilor richard james spoke of a mysterious man who approached him in a nearby pub it's like hey do you uh do you want to jerk jerk me off do you want to watch me jerk you off what, what do you say we uh, we take a little trip to the bathroom? You know what I mean? <laughs> that when Jane saw Bob, he's like he's like we'll jerk you off. You can watch. Uh, we'll suck each other's cock, and you can watch. <laughs> and afterwards, you say, make it fast, I'm sexy. And afterwards, you say, "My, what a lovely tea party!" <laughs> I fucking love one of my favorite movies of all time. That's definitely a watch party, and that a hundred percent will be on the Unreal reviews because when I went through a breakup when I was thirteen, I watched it every single day for about two weeks, probably. Which explains so much of your personality. <laughs> During his investigation of these reports, obviously, so he's this guy, Richard James, spoke of a mysterious man who approached him. This man told James the uh, accidents were the work of a ghost who, in her living form, perished at that spot after fighting with another person for control of her steering wheel. The man assured James that no one would ever die there. Dun, dun, dun. The man assured that no one would ever die there, however. So that, that no one has ever died there. They've been scared. They've crashed, but no one has died. So she's almost probably showing, be like, this happened to me, but I died. I don't know. It's strange. It's very weird. There's a lot, like, if you throw back, I actually love this episode when we talked about uh, um, uh, Route 666. Route 66. Uh, that episode we Route really did. Yeah, that shit. is a movie with Blue Diamond Phillips. Yeah, uh, Route 66 is fucked. That's uh, an interesting. So um, let's get into your last one. Let's get into my last one. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll you know, let's, let's get into the monsters. Let's get into, bring it to a close with some, uh, some crazy stories. All right. So in 1954, a small fishing boat was attacked and sunk off the coast of Japan. Shortly after, the news, Japan. Shor- shortly after this news broke, the Coast Guard scrambled to assemble a search and rescue team to locate the missing fishers and get to the cause of the catastrophe. An investigation into the sinking of the fishing boat was launched. Its last position is known, but the cause of the sinking was still a mystery, though an explosion was suspected. Hmm. A rescue vessel, Bingo Maru, approached the location of the sinking, What's his name? but communication with the vessel was lost. After a flash of light erupted out of the water, it was believed that the Bingo Maru suffered, suffered the same fate as the Iko Maru. On a nearby island, the launch port of the missing fishing boats, residents began scanning the sea looking for signs of the boat. A raft was found, uh, which held one of the missing fishers, one of them who happened to live on the island. The rescuers pulled in the raft, and the survivor claimed that a monster did it. They later collapsed into a near-death state. Days later, other fishing boats returned to the island, complaining that their nets were all empty. One of the island's elders claims that it was the god of the sea eating the fish. Other members of the village laughed and dismissed the idea as mere superstition. Later that day, a helicopter landed on the island carrying press and military officials. They they wanted to interview the survivor who claimed it was a monster. The village elder gets their attention and tells them the legend of an ancient sea god. He then details the history of sacrifices the island used to make to appease the deity. Now all that is left is the all that all that remains of those former sacrifices was the religious ceremony itself. Later that night, a typhoon hit the island. No more than usual, but, you know, a a pretty nasty storm. 
Along with the normal noises that accompanied a storm, they heard something huge moving around. The next morning, 12 houses were found to have been absolutely destroyed during the night, and at least nine people were found dead. Oh, shit. Eyewitness accounts claimed that the destruction of the houses was unusual because damages normally caused by a storm of that size were minimal. Scientific task force was assembled to investigate further. They went into the island to investigate the situation. When they arrived on the island, the team quickly began their investigation. First, they detected radiation around the ruined buildings and the water wells. Strange. Later, a series of huge shallow depressions were measured and found, were discovered and measured. It became apparent that the depressions are that of giant footprints. In one of the prints, they found a trilobite, which is a creature that was believed to have been extinct for millions of is years. Is that like a troglodyte? A trilobite. Troglodyte. No, a troglodyte is? Trilobite. Troglodyte. It's a caveman yes, in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. <laughs> so on the other side of the island, there was an alarm that went off. Loud rhythmic thunder was heard, and it sounded an awful lot like the same noise when they heard during the storm. A few villagers decided to climb to the island's central ridge to see what was going on. They then witnessed something that would stick with them forever. A huge reptilian rose up from the water, roared at the villagers, and disappeared. They ran forward towards the water to try and get a better glimpse of it, but it just disappeared back into the water. But it did leave a huge series of tracks along the beach. What the fuck? You know what we always say. Reptile wins. Crazy. That one's fucked, actually. It is. All right, let's get into our last one. A bloodthirsty ghoul bites off a man's ear. It was Mike Tyson. Taste here. Mike Tyson came out of the woods and he bit his ear off. I don't appreciate it when people are calling <laughs> me a ghoul. It hurts my feelings that I'm going to have to hurt the face. <laughs> uh, fucking. All right, let's get to the last one. Do it up. In April 2016, Chad Feeney. Uh, have you ever seen Boy Meets World? Yeah, unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? I mean what I said. I absolutely loved that show. And then um, in our, when I was a teenager, it just Chad Feeney reminded me of Mr. Feeney. Yep. I don't give a shit. Love that show. Um, when me and Chelsea were like, probably like 20, 21, she had all of them on DVD. Um, okay. Or some of them on DVD. And, or no, no, what, no way we did. I remember now. We found them uh, at Walmart, so we bought them on DVD. Okay. I proceeded to get violently high and watch Boy Meets World all the time, and it was fucking awesome. Right on. Uh, you don't like you don't like it. It's something I just grew up to. It's uh, not my flavor. It's not my flavor. I watched it a lot when I was a kid, and then just never watched it again. I loved it. I don't give a shit. So in April 20, 2016, Chad Feeney sat in the common area of YMCA after a long night of boozing. Oh, sounds strange enough. He began conver- uh, conver- <laughs> He began having a conversation. With a man there at the YMCA. I wonder where this is going. He's like, can you meet me in the shower? Why are you gay? I remember saying that to Billy, and Billy's like, I've never heard that before. I was like, you've never heard that before when you were a kid? And he's like, no. That's one of the oldest ones in the book. I know, it is. So strange. So eventually, getting on the topic of food, he's like, okay, since we're talking about showing each other our dicks, what kind of food do you like? At this point, the man told Feeney his favorite dish was rare steak and suddenly lunged, sinking his teeth into Feeney's ear. There was a massive chop and then there was blood everywhere, Feeney stated. There was blood all over his mouth and he was laughing manically to himself. <laughs> Is that manically? Can you give a manic laugh for yeah, me? the ymca staff rejected the man from the premises oh it's funny it says the ymca staff ejected the man so they They fucking shot him out of the cannon him after erecting him (laughs) the man from the premises before police arrived and he was never to be seen again Pretty fucking weird, man. Pretty that was spoopy doopy. Pretty crazy. That was, uh, we wanted to do something light, something really fun, uh, because we're going to get, be getting into some serious shit, some fun stuff, and we've done more or less bigger topics, straight topics of stuff. So I want to get into a bunch of different fun monster attacks, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing this episode. Yeah, this was a really good time. 
So you know where to find us. Um, you know what? The best way to support us is by merch. We have new merch designs coming out. The time this one, uh, this episode releases, the new logo design will be out. We'll have the OG uh, logo. We have the the one you see in the corner right here for our YouTube stream. We have a bunch of different style merches. We'll have a new one coming um, soon from, uh, created by Anton's buddy. We have a bunch of stuff that is coming down the pipeline for merch designs. And uh, obviously the best way to support us is on patreon and you know what for all those fans we we were lacking on the patreon for a while and now we're starting to put up a lot of content before we were aiming for you know two two three things a month but recently we've released a lot of different episodes lost tapes uh strange dreams where you see us play horror games and watch Juan scream his ass off so uh but we so got good. he's got to play more with i know us. he's got to get on more with us uh he's got to get devoured because that would be fun to see him Mm-hmm. so especially when the lady pops out so you can find that all on www.patreon.com slash strange podcast but also you know follow us on instagram strange anywhere anywhere just look up strange podcast yep. you know you know where to find us uh hp shovecraft on instagram hp shovecraft on tiktok uh invader daggett underscore ttv for twitch fuck yeah and we will have the at real strange brew twitter up and running here soon probably by the time this episode airs it'll be yeah i'm glad you're taking that over because i hate fucking uh twitter and then also keep your eyes peeled for uh uh, dr kaiju's hour of trash coming soon to any streaming platform near you yes hose heads production yes it'll be part of the hose heads production so we appreciate you we love everybody always stay strange you and your flashy cars may attract some trashy broads at the bar acting hard crack a jaw flattery won't get you that far imagination you don't got it with your wacky bars i'm a creation what god is the last entrepreneur now word about learn about the world i doubt is even real i want to why am I breathing still? Haunted by a thought when I was nearly killed. Doctors say I need a pill. Cocksucker, I just smoke weed and chill. Full control them with a needle filled with illnesses. You're like a toilet, you're filled with shit. We're exploited and ill exist. To destroy it, kill this bitch. Kill her dead. Spill the blood, spill it red. Feel the love, feel it spread. Bitch runs her hands till she fills the head. I hate life, I am my life. Filled with pills and mess. Drunk late nights, that's why it's five. And I'm still in bed. I'm sick, I'm sick inside. I'm fucking ill, I said. I'm expensive, just wait till the bill you get. Relentless nutcase with my hands on a slow waist. I read your body, and I'll still you see at the party. To probably watch me talk these kids about philosophy. Cause this world's not what we think it is. Your commodities in this comedy bring your kids. I insist the lion is awake now. It's the takedown, a way of not being a slave now. I will never be paid out. Girls say, Wow, when they step my room, this was played out. Armageddon soon, hide under a desk, cover your heads, girl. Lie to their mothers instead Tell them the truth Then you wonder why she's yelling at you Another lie, you'll be held up in your room Well, you knew the consequences Life's too boring, long and endless Your brains are gone senseless Lost in my sentence Tom Prentice never got mentioned Till now, getting attention From my ill sound If you wanna blaze, I'm still down I'm amazed with my skill now Wow Tomcat